Lewis. Today, I speak with Brandis Dye, fresh off of winning the final Carolina primetime meet. We dive into her win, the experience of meet day, what it's like working with her coach, John Noriega, and her as a full-time physical therapist who is an independent uh, contractor. So, great conversation. I think you'll really enjoy it. It was good, sweet, and to the point. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you leave a five-star review if you enjoyed this podcast. And without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. All right, y'all. I am here with Miss Brandis Dye, fresh off of Carolina Primetime winner. How are you feeling? Fantastic. Still cannot stop smiling. It was such a great day. <laughs> Very happy to hear that. It's Especially after watching the Carolina primetime like videos they made for all the athletes and watching yours, it seems like you literally had the exact day she spoke about having. I did. Like through and through, we knew exactly what we needed to do coming in and executed and couldn't have asked for much better, honestly. And I was digging to your open power thing, but I also, I knew before that you had done every single Carolina primetime. And if you guys don't know, this was the last one they're doing um, or that they did. So that was yeah. definitely kind of a big deal. Talk to me about how you felt going into like the first one. Cause I know you said you were ranked like the lowest and now here we are winning. <laughs> yeah. So going into the first one, I had done maybe three competitions. First one, I don't count but that we can count it because it's an open powerlifting. I don't count it because I did like a six week prep leading up and it was at the weightlifting coach and I had no idea what oh I was Lord. doing. Yeah, <laughs> I was heaving benches up until like a week out because somebody was like, hey, you can't do that. And I didn't know what was happening. Um, so really two to three meets before I did Carolina primetime, came in with the absolute lowest dots um, and just kind of wanted to see what it was about. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Marcellus walked to the back of the back room and I, or the warm-up room, and I was like, I watch him on Instagram. So I just had no idea, like, what I was getting myself into. Um, had a great day. I think I ended up fifth overall. Um, a Carolina Primetime 1, Carolina Primetime 2 is just a stacked division. Like, there were some really big names. There was two flights of females. So it was just, like, a lot of people. Um, and I ended up first in my flight of women, um, and then everyone in the next flight was just popping off. Um, I think I ended up, like, sixth or seventh overall which was still good with who all was there um and then coming into this third and final one I don't know it was just um I was coming in second highest dots and knew what I needed to do to get the pro card um and honestly just wanted the dub overall and here we are <laughs> oh my gosh so I know so I was looking at your numbers too and obviously you improved in every single lift not just one not just two since your last right. meet which was Carolina prime time of last year in October yep October, I believe. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. right. Okay, cool. <laughs> so can you tell me, is there anything, I know you're working with Sean Noriega, who's a very well-known coach. Is there anything specifically you guys kind of did that really got you like, oh my God, this is working. Like, this is what was needed. So there was a lot of back and forth um, because there were some times where two blocks out, bench was actually like flying. I was hitting like tempos at 125 to 127. Oh. Um, and just like, I just felt really, really strong. Um, but the other two lifts weren't going as well. So then the final block, we had to kind of shift focus to make sure everything was going to be able to perform um, on comp day. Um, so that we had kind of some ups and downs a little bit through training. But I think some of the biggest changes that were made were actually like outside of training. 
Um, and it was more so I made a huge change in my nutrition. I like actually started caring about nutrition. Um, I moved into a place um, on my own and started a new job and mentally I've been in the best like mental space that I've been in in a long time, which is obviously going to affect training and the positive. Um, and I also wasn't having to train at 5 a.m. three times a week. So that was good, too. <laughs> so that's huge because sometimes I think either my athletes or just other newer lifters, they don't understand how much like the stuff outside the gym can really affect your training. And especially when you feel like I moved out, like when I moved out, my whole life changed. So like when I hear like, oh, I got to move out on my own. I'm like, oh, okay. So you got to finally be stress-free or like way less stress. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's just different stressors now, right? Like I actually have real bills to have to pay and like those types of things. But I knew that when I moved out, that that was going to happen. Right. But now that I'm like in my own space, if the kitchen's dirty, it's because I left it dirty. Like all of those things, it's it's on me. So I just get to be my person when I'm at home instead of having like interact with everyone else. Because there's some days that I just want to go home and not talk to anyone. Yo, we're the same. <laughs> Are you an introvert? Yeah. I forced myself so to be an extrovert, extrovert, but yeah. Yep. Like you would never know when you talk to people like I'm talking to me, but then you go home and you're like, okay, like I have done nothing interactive besides go to the gym since we exceeded like nothing. yeah yeah Sunday we went to brunch and then I went home and I took a nap and then I sat in silence on my porch for five hours I was like I just need to calm down oh my gosh so I kind of want to walk through the actual day because this was your first nine for nine meet correct it was and we all know it's hard to do right it's hard to yeah. go to me and hit every single lift what were there any mental changes that you did specifically on meet day to prepare yourself to be able to do that? The biggest thing that changed, uh, I will tell you this. I've told a couple of people, the athlete that I became on Saturday is an athlete that I had never like became. Um, and it was, it was awesome because I, I got to like let go of all of the, what's my next attempt going to be and who's doing what? Like I left all of that to Sean and he showed up on the day and he was able to do that and left me in a position to just be athlete. I didn't have to load my bar. I didn't have to think about what jumps I was making. I didn't have to calculate dots to see, you know, if I do this jump versus this jump, how many, where does that put me in the ranking? And I left all of that to him, um, which was a huge mental shift for me because I am very much a control freak. (laughs) I like to know what's happening. I like to know what my attempts are going to be and tell you like, yes, I agree. No, I don't agree. And I literally not once walked over to the score table to to put in my attempt. Like that was all on him. Um, And I think that played a huge role because he's the one that's watching my training, right? Like he gets my videos. He knows what my lifts are moving like. So he knows what I'm capable of on the day. So that is a big thing. And actually it's funny because everything you're saying is like just kind of similar to like me where like, I like let it go. But normally I'm like, but who's next? And what's the attempt? (laughs) And have I hit it before? Can you tell me what it is, right? Right, right. (laughs) That can definitely make a massive difference. I think- also for me on that day, something small that I think I've never really done. Like I had like a dope playlist and I'm like, why haven't I ever had like a specific playlist for me today? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you were just jamming like, really the whole time. You. Girl, I was in my own world. I was like, I it's was just awesome. me here. <laughs> like I looked at the video and I was like, oh, Sean's behind me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. does, does music kind of help you on a day of or does it like not really matter? Um, it does, but I don't have like specific music that I like to play just for meet day. Like I have like my top set playlist. 
Um, and it's just like songs that'll just get me hyped no matter what. And so that's kind of what I was listening to. Um, but then there's some days that like, I'll just listen to Disney and vibe. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just whatever I need. Um, meet day. I definitely listen to my, like, you know, get hype songs. Um, but yeah, music definitely plays a role in my energy level. There we go. So we get, I want to really go into like deadlift. Yeah. Cause deadlifts, like that's obviously where it's like, okay, we're battling out now. Like, we have to make sure we hit these lifts. Yeah. So you hit your first and your second. They both were extremely well. My coach even told me that after. <laughs> but what was going, like, explain the experience of the third one. Cause I know you at least knew you had to pull it to win. You knew that even if you weren't paying attention to every single number. Yes. So in training, I am not a very consistent deadlifter. I haven't been. Deadlift has always been like this up and down fighting thing that I've, I've recently been able to kind of get a hold of. Um, but training deadlifts are going awesome. Like I knew on the day, if I needed to, I could have pulled anywhere from like 210 to 212 and a half. Um, obviously 212 and a half would have been a fight, but it was there. Um, so I knew that Sean wasn't going to load something stupid dumb to like, you know, make me just fight for no reason. So I knew going out, I had to hit the lift, but I also knew going out that I was going to hit the lift. Um, so there was never like a, oh my God, what if I don't? It was just a, just do what you know how to do moment. Um, but really the only reason I knew that like that pull was what it needed to be to keep the, or to, to win was one, Kevin Papa said it in announcing when I walked out. <laughs> and then two, I could see Sean and Brad just like going back and forth. And I was like, we're just going to keep music in. We're just going vibe. This is fine. I'm going to let them freak out. Sean will tell me when to go. And then the next thing I knew, he was like, it's your turn. Go. And I was like, baby powder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love that. It, it really seems like you're kind of hinting at you had, like you knew what numbers you could hit on the day. So obviously, especially with, I don't know if you know this, Brad is now coached by Sean, which in my head is so weird. I don't know why, <laughs> not in a bad way. It's just weird. Cause I see like Brad is like the coach of coaches being coached by Sean, who was young. So it's just funny in my yeah. head. But like, for me, I know me and Brad go over the game day plan, like in detail beforehand, right? So does Sean do that with you? And then how exactly did that go? Because it seems like that gave you a lot of the mental preparation to feel as good as you did on me day. So we actually didn't this time because he was oh going God. to be, because he was going to be in person, like handling me then and there. I was like, you know what? Just tell me my openers. That's all I need to know. Because I know like through training, what I would make my attempts be. And they really most likely weren't that far up. I still honestly have no idea if we hit plan A, B, I don't no idea. Um, but they weren't that far off of what I would have expected myself to have on the day. Um, and so I just really just gave him complete control. But every uh, last Carolina primetime, we definitely went through and like plan A, plan B, plan C. Like if you're feeling this type of way, let's do this and made sure all the numbers made sense to me, but also to him. You did not have a co so, okay. So my type A controlling brain is like freaking out because I'm like, what do you mean there was no call where you went in detail and knew every single number? You know, when I tell you, I literally handed over all control, which is not something I'm good at or like to do, but it could not have gone better. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It is, it was crazy to do, but I'm really glad I did because it took so much of the stress off me. I was like, just do it. I know you're not going to be done because I know you, we all have the same goals here. So there you go. What got you to a headspace where you could do that? Your guess is as good as mine. 
No, come on, it's something about to happen. Listen, you've had you've had more than one coach before, right? I can say for myself, because I've been competing, I don't know, like eight years, something like that. And like I've had multiple coaches, and I know for me, like it's because of Brad. Yeah. So like <laughs> that's fair. I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that in conversation, it was never like if we win the pro card or like if we hit lifts, it was always when and like when you win and when you're the champion, like that type of, of conversation and that type of verbiage made it like, okay, he knows the plan. He knows the goals and he knows that I'm capable of, and he believes it. So if, if he believes it and I can believe in him and he believes in me, why can this not go according to plan? There it is. So full trust because you know, your coach believes in you fully. Yeah. Ah, all right, people listening. <laughs> when you and your coach are on the same page, everything gets a lot better. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my God. So what was it like when you like, you got like the actual medal and they were like, okay, the winner. I mean, I heard the whole thing. They were like, she's been here all three years. Like it wasn't just like, oh, Brandon's won. Like it was like, no, like they were like hyping it up. Like, yeah, what was it was awesome. Like? It it was so awesome because it was like hometown, right? Like literally this is where I live now. Like PSB is where I train. The comp rack that we use is like my comp rack. Like every time I walk in there, I'm like, that's the rack I'm using. So like all my gym people were there. And if they weren't, they were like, oh my God, I'm going to stream the whole thing and like cheer for you the whole time. So it was like very wholesome because all my people were there, right? So I just felt so supported and so happy and went nine for nine. First time going nine for nine. First time winning best lifter. I got my pro card you know, Sean was there in person. So it was like, nothing could have brought me down right in that moment. Like I was on cloud nine and I really am still riding that. Like it's been so fun. Oh my God. And yes, I don't know how I didn't mention that yet. The winner received the pro card, everybody. So you got your pro card, huge deal. And I get to go into national for the pro card. Yes, ma'am. And I was just looking at the roster and I'm really excited now because that puts you in the, at the third highest total for the seven yep. kilo weight class so far. And I'm like, yes, because this weight class, like we had some people leave it last year. And I'm like, yep. we need more competition in this weight class because it's 75. Like that's the, that's the weight where like a decent amount of women walk around that. I'm like, this weight class needs to become like more stacked. So you're now top three. What are you thinking when it comes to training, even though you just started, <laughs> for uh, nationals in 14 weeks? That's all right. <laughs> yeah, 14 weeks out. Um, honestly, my, I mean, obviously the goal is to like try to shoot to win, right? Like you're top three, like why would I not? Um, so I think the mindset going into, into NAC is going to be a little different than Carolina primetime. Carolina primetime was, in my mind, mine to lose, right? I, if I went in and did what I was doing in training, I was going to take home the pro card. Um, yeah, obviously like a heavy day, no, right. <laughs> Not just like an easy day. Um, but going to Nats, like we're going to have to push, right. Like it's going to be, it's going to be hard. Um, but the amount of gains that I've made from last Carolina primetime to this Carolina primetime, and really even in the past, like two and a half months that I've been out of my parents' house and on my own, I know that I'm capable of it and I just have to do it. Um, and we're looking at five to seven and a half kilos on each lift, which across the board really shouldn't be a a terrible thing I've hit 130 on bench and training before and as long as you know I can get back to that I think it's capable I'm capable of that um and then I'm I, you know pushing for that first place you know some missed lifts here and there and I'm right in the mix 
I really can't wait to see it because you have Jasmine Penn, you have Maria Daly, and it's going to be a fight, but you're right. Like, I was looking at their totals. We're looking at like 540-ish, 542.5, like 545. Yep. Just hit 525. So yes, if they go in and just hit the totals that they came in with, you're looking at 17 and a half, 20 kilos yeah. to add to this meet. Right. And I know for sure we had two and a half on the day on squat, potentially five. We had two and a half to five on dead. And I know on a good training block, bench has five kilos, right? So like that puts me at a 540 total, which is right in the mix. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> okay. So you also mentioned, I noticed about you, you're a physical therapist. How long have you been yeah. a physical therapist? So I have been a physical therapist, graduated and licensed for 15-ish months. Okay. Year and a half. Um, and just transitioned to more of a cash-based model. So I get to see a lot more athletes and see them through their plan of care, um, get them like fully back on the field, back in training, all of that, um, which has been a lot of fun. So I know a decent amount of people listening have experience with going to a PT at some point, because you know we've been getting hurt at some point. <laughs> You're yep. in the sport long enough. Um, I'm definitely curious, what made you want to go cash based? Like, does it matter? Like, I don't know how the insurance thing works. Does that make it complicated? Like, um, so the biggest thing to me is insurance models, or at least a lot of clinics that are insurance model, um, are like, you're seeing two to three patients an hour. So you're having to like bounce around. You're not able to get uh, quality care, um, and really being able to like dive deep into not only like, okay, you're having chest pain or pec pain or whatever, why are we doing that? It's not just like addressing the pain. It's like, let's get back to the function of the shoulder and of, of the back and all that and figure out what caused it initially so that we don't just keep band-aid fixing the whole thing. Um, and it allows me to work one-on-one -on -one with patients for a full hour. Um, we're not like overlapping. I work out of PSB. And um, so like my power lifters, I take them into the gym and I'm like, all right, let's watch you bench, right? You're having pain while you bench. Why would I not want to see that, right? Um, you're having pain while you're deadlifting. Let's actually watch you deadlift. Let's watch you try sumo. Let's watch you, you know, um, do RDLs and make sure that the, the movement pattern is correct, which in a typical outpatient clinic, you're not going to get because they just don't have benches and barbells. <laughs> I didn't even know you worked at Palmetto State Barbell. Yep. Oh my, so are you like, do you, so you're on your own. Do you also like kind of work for Megan and Marshall or like, is it like completely yours? So it's me and Matt. Matt uh, is the owner of Flashpoint and he is kind of sort of renting out space with PSB. Um, we have a couple different locations that we're out of. I'm primarily here at PSB because that's where my clientele comes from. Um, but yeah, so we, we basically are like renting a room out of PSB and then we're able to use all of the equipment as well. Okay, awesome. And it's so great that like someone who actually competes in powerlifting is working on powerlifters because for myself, I know as a coach who like works with people from all over the country, I'm always struggling if someone gets like kind of hurt and like I can't help enough online. I'm like, okay, great. I got to find someone who actually understands lifting because even yeah. right now I can tell you, I have an athlete right now who, and she went to a doctor. I kind of told her, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go to a doctor. It's not going to really, you know what I mean? And of course she was told to stop lifting. I'm like, well, that's just not a solution. <laughs> Yeah, right. And there, I mean, that's so common is, okay, well, you hurt yourself lifting, so let's just stop lifting. But if we just stop lifting, then our body is not getting any acclimation to load, which is important, right? So let's change the range of motion. Let's change the stance. Let's bring in the hands. Let's, you know, there's so many different variables that we can change to still get movement and technique work, 
but not like continue to just lift in pain all of the time. Um, and people don't understand the mindset of an athlete um, in the healthcare world. A lot of times, not all the time, but they're like, okay, but just stop training for two weeks. And I'm like, okay, but do you know what that would do to me to not train for two weeks? Like mentally outside of just the physical aspect to not train at all. Like, no, thank you. I'm gonna go find someone else. Yeah, I think like there's a disconnect between like, hey, you're an athlete and like, I need this mentally to be like sane. So like you just told yeah. me to like basically not really breathe for two weeks. Cause like, like me training right. is like, me training. <laughs> I have to breathe to live. I have to train to live. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I really yeah. love, okay. So what's your favorite part then about being a physical therapist? Uh, exactly what um, cash base allows me to do is, you know, people come in hurt or they come in I know I'm going to be hurt because this is feeling weird or can you just watch my technique and actually be able to like help them refine the movement process so that they're not continuing to come back to me and like filling up their toolbox so that they can do it on their own, right? Because I'm not very much so not somebody that's like, you have to come to me every single time you're hurt. Like try to problem solve. I'll help you, but like try to problem solve. Let's figure it out yourself so you can actually help yourself in the long run too. Um, so I love watching people be able to get better and then that like mindset switch too of like, Oh, I'm, every time I move, I don't have to hurt, right? So it's not like my back hurts. Okay, I just won't do anything back related because then as soon as you go back to doing something with your back, it's going to hurt again, right? So as someone who, like for me, like someone who's a coach with, again, online clients, don't really get to see them in person. Would you say like, how would you, how do I ask this question? It's like I have a question in my head, but I'm not asking it. Mm -hmm. How do you, I know when the client needs like that hands-on physical therapist. Cause like sometimes it can be something small, right? And sometimes I'm like, I really don't know if I can give you a few exercises to do and hope to God you do it right with the video or if you need a hands-on person. So I would say if it's like an acute injury that affects them outside of the gym, right? So if they're just like, oh my God, every single time I walk, my back hurts. Okay, walking is an important part of everyday life. Um, I would give it a couple of days and if nothing changes, I'd be like, okay, let's go get some hands-on look or hands-on work. Let's go um, see if somebody can help you out. And then the other thing is if the pain just lingers for like prolonged periods of time, then I would be like, okay, it's something bigger than what we can just do with exercise. Maybe they need grass in, maybe they need blood flow restriction. Like there's a bunch of different options that can help speed up the healing process or even like re-kickstart it so that we're not just in this chronic phase um, and getting them back to what they need to do. So are you as a physical therapist really into like the manual, like the like massage, like the grass stands, like do we do all that too? Yep. So we've got grass in, we've got dry needling, we've got cupping, we've got um, blood flow restriction. We do some like joint manipulations, myofascial restriction work. It's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and I, I, that's the part of my job that I like. I mean, I like the exercise prescription and everything too, but it's fun to actually like cause change. Because I know one thing, there's definitely like some people with the mindset, I had this mindset for a very long time, like all of the manual, like the massage, the dry needling, I was like, oh, it's all a band-aid because the second you're done with the dry needling, the next day you're in pain. So like, how is it that you can use that, but also get them back to feeling good without it? The biggest thing that I emphasize in the first time that I use dry needling is I tell them this is not a fix-all. It's not a cure-all. It's not, you're not going to walk away from this and be like, oh my God, I'm so much better right? We're, we're causing change at the muscle to increase blood flow, fix the pH of the muscle in the area, whatever you want to say. Um, and then we're going to use movement 
to re-emphasize that and to retrain your body. So we're going to get the pain level down so that then we can move correctly. That's the biggest thing is like, we're going to use this to help, but it is not going to be what fixes you. Uh, so it kind of like opens up range of motion in a way to like help you then be able to explore that area, yep. I guess. Yeah. The way I think about it. It's funny because yeah. like for me, like, so again, right now, thank God, not in pain, <laughs> but like I get like monthly like massages and I'm like, I'm, I'm like scared to say that a lot. I'm like, I think, I just think this is all just BS and stupid, but I'm like, this, <laughs> it helped me feel so much better. Right? When I yeah. go six months without it, I'm like, everything's just way worse. <laughs> I don't know how to fix it. Yep. Yep. And a lot of that is just like muscle tension, right? Is you're, you're getting 30 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, however long you get a massage for to literally just like lay and let let somebody else work on your muscles. And it's like a, a mental relaxation on top of like a physical relaxation, which is just going to help you in the long run. Because if you just like, if you're anything like me, type A control freak, I'm stressed. Like I keep muscle tension and to be able to just go in and relax for an hour, hour and a half is therapeutic in and of itself. So you yourself, do you get massages monthly? Not monthly. I need no, to. <laughs> but but I work in a PT clinic and anytime that I'm stressed, I'm like, hey Matt, can you just help me out real quick? Like <laughs> you got perfect. 30 minutes, I got 30 minutes. Let's just do this. <laughs> like I get asked, like it's gonna be one of my most common questions in like my Discord group. Like, oh, when it comes to massage and stuff, like how often do I quote unquote need it? And I'm always like, uh, I mean you don't, but like I mean it's great, but like I uh, like <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, like, is that a good answer? Yeah. I don't know if there's like a pers- a prescription in the research for how often you should go get it done. But, you know, if you're somebody that can afford to do it monthly and it makes you feel better, why would you not type of thing? Um, I am not good at, at my own going, like spending time and money and all of that on myself. Um, so I, I don't as often, but there's definitely times where I'm like, dang, a massage would feel so good right now. Like, that's what I need, and that's what would make me feel better. So I definitely get it. I'm just not good at doing it myself. Nice, nice. <laughs> I will circle back real quick to nationals, because I am also wondering, because this is going to be definitely more of a battle, right? Yeah. Will you then want to be more involved with the selection <laughs> of weights? <laughs> it's not the same thing people are in your weight class now so like you can look at stuff as a number and not just like to the dots that's not like forget it like help someone else do it (laughs) yeah yeah definitely a different mindset and definitely a different strategy um but I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna relinquish control again it went so well the first time that even if he does load something it's gonna be a fight it's not gonna be stupid dumb unless it's third attempt deadlift for the win that's different then it might just hail mary it (laughs) Um, no, I, I think, I think we'll probably have some sort of strategy call beforehand. I don't know for sure, but, um, now I think I'll just lay low and keep my mind right and let him do the work. Do you have a nutrition coach? I, I do. Okay. Who's the nutrition coach? Bruce. I don't know how to say his last name. <laughs> it is very long. His Instagram handle is Husky Bruce. Um, there we go. but we've been working together for a while, but I was, was a very bad nutrition coach or a nutrition athlete for a very long time because I didn't track anything. I didn't, I just was eating whatever even if it made my stomach hurt. Like I just I was like, it's fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> um, but no, it has made a huge difference to actually start to like care about what I'm eating and quality of food, what food I'm eating, how much I'm eating, when I'm eating it. Um, and, and actually 
you know, trying to maintain it and not just doing it three or four days a week. That's the thing what really kills people is like the weekend comes and they don't care. But like, okay, but like, don't you have to train on the weekend too? So like those training sessions are not going to go as well. <laughs> right, right. But then also if you're trying to like bulk or you're trying to be in a deficit, like it's total volume. It's not just like, okay, well, I'm going to lose weight Monday to Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, I'm not going to gain weight, but I'm going to eat whatever I want. Like, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it. I know. Did you have to cut at all going into CPT? <laughs> kind of, sort of. Um, six weeks out, I was 77 kilos, okay. which is two kilos over. And we were going to try to maintain that until week of, and then just do like a small cut. Um, and then ended up with food poisoning, food poisoning twice, which brought me down to 75, hey. two. Yeah, it was not fun. 75, two. And then a week and a half out, saying it was like eight or nine days out. My stress level like shot through the roof and my body was just like running so hot that I dropped down to like 74, five consistently. So I was like eating into the meat. I had a huge dinner Friday night, a half pint of ice cream. I woke up and had breakfast. <laughs> I was like, I just need the calories. OMG. Did that yeah. have anything to do with it with like bench not going as well, last block? It might have because it was right around the same time that I, I got food poisoning twice and then bench was like, Yeah, we're out. We're just gonna yeah. Yeah, about to say, And then when, yeah. when my calories increased, bench got better again. So it very okay. easily could have. Yeah. That yeah. makes so much sense. Like the second I lose a pound and a half, because I've been losing weight. Like if I have a day where I don't focus on eating, it's a wrap. Like we wake yeah. up light and we're mad. And my bench is like, bye. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. hopefully we don't lose two, uh, 1.75, basically two kilos in two weeks again. That's because definitely, of food poisoning. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely the hope. <laughs> okay, yeah. real talk. Are you like a happy that Nationals is in Memphis, Tennessee? Yeah. I'm glad I don't technically have to fly. It's only a seven hour drive, but eh, Memphis is Memphis. <laughs> it's like, I knew it was like, quote, unquote, like a more dangerous city, but now people keep posting about it. And I'm like, no, I don't even want to, I'm going to go. Right, right, right. I'm like, no, I'm, like, right. mm, like, I'm like pulling up the crime map. <laughs> That's literally what my coach was doing. He was like, so listen, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay. I'm, like, I'm going to stay with a bunch of people. Like, we're just going to have our little crew. That way nobody's by themselves. <laughs> That's what, like, we're, we're staying at the Me Hotel. I'm like, we're just going to stay at the hotel. Like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm Uber eating if I need to. I will do uh, Instacart. Like, I'm just not. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I'm right there with you. <laughs> oh my God, it's wild. Uh, girl, this was short, but sweet. Thank you very much for joining. I love talking about how well you did. It was so cool to watch you in person do so freaking well. Like that made me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed doing it with like everyone there was so hyped. Like the whole time, like even back in the warm up room, like people were just like vibing. Nobody was mad. It was just like, yes, this is where I want to be all the time. Like the atmosphere was beautiful. And I'm like, I yeah. hope it feels the same when we do like nationals because it makes such a difference. I don't think I realize yeah. how much it makes because I was like vibing and they were vibing. I'm like, we're all vibing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was so fun. Mm, well, I hope we have fun again. I get to, well, yeah, I get to watch you because you're the day after me. So I get to watch you. Yep, yep. Without being competing with you. Perfect. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be fun. We're going to go all out, leave it all on the platform and see what happens. If you want to shout out anybody before we go? Uh, just coach. 
<laughs> thanks for everything that you've done for me since switching to you and helping out game day. It was so fun. And tell the people how to work with you. Do you do anything online with uh, PT? Uh, we do we do have some online stuff that we do do um but online is tricky depending on what your situation is to typically do like a five ten minute call beforehand just to make sure it's going to be the right fit um so if you want to get in with that my instagram handle is powerlifting doc powerlifting underscore doc um or you can find me at doctor dot lift heavier die beautiful i will put that in the show notes so y'all can just click on it easy peasy and find brandis thank you so much for joining and y'all Catch you next time on the Power and Lifting Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you love this podcast, again, please leave a five-star rating and a review. Appreciate it so, so much. And until next time.